unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And man, oh man, am I jazzed today. Can you tell I'm jazzed? I am super jazzed. So welcome, everybody. Whether you're going to be here live or on the replay, of course, we love you on the replay. We love you on the live. So uh, even if you're watching this on the replay, please engage with us in the comments. Both Peggy and I will be coming back and checking out those comments and answering your questions. So, But anyway, we have an exciting show for you tonight. We're going to jump back into that in just a second. But uh, just want to make sure we got everything going. We're all good. And lights, camera, action. So yeah, <clears throat> me, 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 me. It's all about me. Did you ever notice that? So anyways, happy 2021. I hope it's going awesome for all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I hope most of you had your New Year's resolutions all set out and your goals written out and they're smart. They're smart. They're smart. You know what smart is? Yes. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time specific. Did I get it right? Sometimes I fuck it up. So yeah. Do you have your goals written down? Are you having benchmarks? Are you succeeding in those milestones? Are you having accountability appointments with your people? Are you seeing results already? Ladies and gentlemen, it is the third week in January. You should be seeing some results and those results should be satisfaction. The fact that you committed to doing something, you made a promise to yourself that you were going to do this year. And hopefully you have not already given up on yourself. Please do not give up on yourself. That happens so oftentimes people get out of the gate. They're, they have their, their, their big lofty goals and they're going to go after these things. And then something derails it and they say, oh, see, that always happens. And they give up and they go back to the old routine, hoping, wishing, and praying that someday it'll change. So, um, yeah, you're not going to be, you're not going to have that kind of attitude on this show today. Let me just tell you that guys. Um, and I apologize for my voice being a little rusty. I've literally been talking all day. Um, just been on clubhouse. If you guys haven't seen my post, I've been on clubhouse now for two or three weeks. If you don't know what clubhouse is here, let me give you the, the, the short and sweet version of it. It is basically like going to a huge convention center and walking inside and going, Hey, I can go to the personal development area. I can go to the spirituality area. I can go to the real estate area. I can go to all these different areas, whatever area suits me that I want to learn and grow more about and share about. You can go into these rooms and it's literally like a virtual meeting room. And it is absolutely phenomenal what's going on in these rooms in this early phase of this program. And quite honestly, as a coach, as somebody who wants to pour into other people, uh, authentically and genuinely, uh, finding other people like that in this world has been absolutely just mind blowing the access to these people. These, these great, great people are donating their time. I mean, some of them are on there for 20 hours a day. Um, I've become fast friends with Forbes Riley and she's on there for 21 hours a day. And I'm just like, Oh my God. But that's what you that's what you have to do when you want to hustle but more importantly it's restored my, it's restoring my faith in humanity because in these rooms there has never been one question or one iota of, of who do you vote for or how, what's your stance on abortion or or what color you know all these different things none of that is ever in play so it's been amazing for me to participate in that and me, for me to listen to some of these great brilliant minds take somebody's situation and be able to effectively ask them questions or potentially give them, offer them some advice and seeing their mindset and their beliefs about themselves and about their future quickly change. It's, it's, it's amazing. And we all need to be doing more of that in our own lives because when you give, you get way more than you give. Trust me, trust me, trust me. So I've had the blessing of uh, doing that. I had a blessing of uh, doing a coaching call tonight spending the day with my son. We went out for a nice drive, listen to the music. He's like, dad, let's go for a drive. So we're blasting Metallica and, and all sorts of good stuff. And uh, yeah, life is just amazing. Life is amazing. And what the, what this show is meant to do is to share those amazing experiences with you because I am no different than you. I am no different than you. I was a former seventh grade homeless dropout living in the backseat of a station wagon. Da, 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 da. You know the story. You know the story, the hero's journey. We all go through that hero's journey. Um, the difference about me and some other people, maybe the fact that I just committed myself and I made a promise to myself, I would never go backwards. I would never go backwards permanently. Sometimes we slip backwards, but we have to slip backwards in, in order for us to really realize where it is that we're going forward. Um, so you can do that. Every single person can do that. I have coached people that had zero belief that they could accomplish something. And within merely a few weeks, they're seeing the progress of what it is that they have to rewire their brain about from their childhood. And speaking of rewiring, we're going to be doing all sorts of stuff like that. So uh, without any further ado, I'm going to shut the hell up and just say, hey, what's up, Darlene? Good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, 
Robert, thank you so much for being here. You got that right. Give giving away uh, that love returns life energy back in abundance into me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just going to tell you guys, you're going to want to share this episode. You're going to want to share this episode. Peggy Wilms, um, coach Peggy, as she is known, is a firecracker. Um, I know many of you, whether you're watching this right now or on the replay, uh, saw the post that I put out yesterday where uh, Miss Peggy had uh, a bit of an opinion about some stuff going on in social media land, which uh, I'm eager to talk about. But uh, more importantly, she's a health and health and wellness coach. Uh, she is an amazing, amazing wealth and knowledge. She is funny as hell. She is serious as hell. She is raw and unscripted as she possibly could be. Please welcome to the show, Miss Peggy. <laughs> Coach Peggy, what's going on, Rockstar? How are you doing, darling? Welcome to Crazy Bitch. She's in the house. Oh, the crazy Bitch is in the house. Let's crazy Bitch more. is in the house. Oh, hi, buddy. I'm so glad to be here. Man, this is, you know, I'm up at 10.05 Eastern Standard Time for you. I mean, that's, usually I'm in bed watching like The Bachelor right now, you know? You don't watch my show live? I do. Oh, um, ladies and gentlemen, let's, yeah. <laughs> Watches the what? No, full screen. You know what? this full is the screen. deal. No, on oops, full screen. Jesus Christ. Um, this is the deal. I'm one of those that live like I do really well in the morning and I do really well at night. So that kind of burn the candle on both ends are kind of yeah. So I'm ready. Yeah, cool, cool, awesome, awesome. Robert says, Welcome, Coach Peggy Wilms. Um, so, so yes, as always, guys, please, um, please interact with us. Uh, comments, suggestions, questions for us. But since I started off the, the introduction of, of your situation yesterday, I kind of want to just jump into that because what I love about what I love about that mm -hmm. is the fact that you, you are unfiltered on your raw and unscripted. You did it, but you did it very eloquently. You did it with love and passion, but you did it with a very sincere and direct message. I want to talk a little bit about that, that exercise and what that meant for you, uh, both personally and professionally. Okay, thank and you. Explain, um, and explain people to what what kind of took place because people need yeah. to well. Oh, I absolutely will. So one of the things I want to kind of back up is when it comes to Facebook friends and liking and getting your numbers up, I am really organic with that. So if somebody wants to be my friend, I do I do the work. I vet them, I look at them, I see their attitude about you can politics and stuff like that, Christopher, doesn't bother me. It's the way, just like you said. It's the way it's said, and who do I want to associate with? So I vet them, and I had my birthday was a week ago on Sunday, and I had so many people. I'm like hundreds and hundreds of people say happy birthday in my messenger, and I'm watching it. I'm like, oh my god! And I was so naive, right? I was like, oh my gosh, look at this! It's my birthday. This is great. And it's so predictable, as you know. It just is classic for the ones who really don't want to be authentically connected to you right mm -hmm. and you can see them coming in and so the ones that were kind of funny at first were like hi happy birthday pause 30 seconds um could i offer you you know this um over the over the phone relaxation 30 minute thing and i'm like oh my god okay here we and i didn't know where we were headed this whole week i 30 40 50 people it's gone like this. Oh, I'm not shitting you. That's why I lost my freaking mind yesterday. I looked out this window and grabbed my phone and I said, because I'm nine days out of my birthday and I'm still getting it. And it's a hook. It's a hook. And so I looked out my window and I thought the only way I'm going to stay really positive right now is to see that damn palm tree. That's how I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> so, focus, 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 breathe, focus, focus, focus. Punch the motherfucker. I know. And uh, my kids will tell you that I don't, even when I was telling them to do push-ups when they back talked, I still was doing it in a positive way. But what this was the key that bothered me is I believe when all, all of our birthdays come up on everybody's Facebook, hey, happy birthday, and you say it. So whether it's a bot, whether it's something you buy, maybe I'm naive, I don't know, that lets you know the birthday and bounces you on to, over to Messenger. Maybe you hit Messenger. I don't know. But what was frustrating is the amount of people who wanted me to either join a group, offer to sell me something, a mug. Oh, I see that you have shows. Would you be interested in, in showcasing my mugs? Like, or my crystal? Are you fucking kidding me? It's my birthday. That day, the next day, the day after, and they're just coming. And I started thinking to myself, oh my God, they're exploiting. Like they're not even just being nice and saying, 
like happy birthday. So my thing was, is hit me up the next day to join your group about literacy or freaking crocheting. I don't care. I'd probably join it. But it just was disheartening the approach. It, it, I was just so frustrated. I'm still getting them. I'm still got a couple today. Along with one, this is what the pisser is. Do you use collagen? Swear to God. Hmm. Which I thought then implied I should. Um, <laughs> and then do you want to be a, um, I don't even know what a salesperson for Rodan and Fields or whatever. So they came in pretty close to each other. So I'm like, damn, damn girl. What's this looking like? I'm like, happy birthday, but oh, it was frustrating, Christopher. So thank you for me for saying I hand, and I got a lot of compliments in the sense of you said what we were thinking and I appreciate it, but that's, oh. So let me ask you this, and thank you for sharing that, Peggy, because I want, I, I knew, I used that as a jumping off point for confidence, right? Um, I'm the no excuses coach. You're a coach. We, we deal with people who generally come to us in one for, form or fashion, uh, lacking confidence, lacking belief. Talk to me about how you developed your sense of confidence and what that, what it means for you to stand in your space when you're owning that space uh, in situations like this. Well, the first thing I used to say was I was born in New England and I cuss like a sailor. And so people got used to me, but that's not the truth. <laughs> the truth is, I mean, I, I grew up a perfectionist. I'm still a perfectionist. I still battle that every single day. And a lot of that, um, that's where my sarcastic sense of humor, a lot of it comes from as a protection mechanism is like, if I can screw you first or cuss, you know, and I do it in a humorous way, self-deprecating way, it just is easier than to worry about them coming at me and, and kind of digging me. So that started young. And I kind of honestly grew up in a family where I felt, I'll own it, that it was shut up, put up, look pretty, get the grades, go out. You don't need a man. You don't need to go to college either. Just work your ass off and get it done. Now, supposedly it wasn't said quite like that, but everybody's perception is everybody's perception. So I just, um, it was really... I know you don't want to hear this word, but or the listeners maybe don't want to hear this word, but it was all about failing. It was trying and living through it and not dying and saying what I needed to say. And then eventually you get to the age, as we both know, brother, that you just don't give a shit anymore. And I'm not for everybody. And I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just me. And if anybody's interested in who I am and what I am in my heart, then come on along. And if you're not, there's somebody else out there for you. So I just, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's, I think it's uh, brilliant that we can get to that point for me, honestly. And I'm going to ask you the same question for me um, to get to that point of owning who I am, you know, zits and all, cause I never had a work um, and, and being able to really jump into the space of what it is that I'm meant to do and where I'm meant to be. Um, Gay Hendricks has a book called the big leap. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I imagine you are. So, you know, about the zone of greatness, the zone of excellence and the zone of genius mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, operating my zone of, of my zone of excellence, which in leadership, business, corporate, you know, master's degree, all that stuff, fine. Zone of excellence, totally good. But zone of genius, hmm, what is it going to take for me to be in my zone of genius? Oh, I have to let go of that identity, number one. And I have to own this one 100%. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story. I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, so back in the day when I was a suit and tie speaker, you know, saying everything, not cussing and do, 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 looking like everybody else on a massive stage. Yeah. Um, when I decided to do the um, the whole kick-ass thing, uh, it really required me to to own and to say, I'm going to swear. This is before Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, everybody and their brother told me, do not do it. Like, you do the kick-ass thing, but don't swear. And I'm like, I swear. It's just who I am. It's not a big deal. It's just a fucking word. It's just letters strung together. You give the meaning to the word. And I've become passionate about that. But I had to own who I was. But here's the funny part. When I did it, when I first did it, I didn't own it. I had two, I had two personas on Facebook. I didn't want to hurt people's feelings for the people oh, yeah. who swearing. So I had good Chris and bad Chris. And for two years, I updated both of them and I watched them both grow the same. And I was like, you're going to like me this way. or you are going to like me this way? I'm tired of being two people. I had my coach telling me you're asinine. You got to be that person. And still, I wasn't always that person until you know exiting that corporate space. Talk to us about that process and that journey for you to be able to really own and stand in your space to say that I'm, I'm who I am. Obviously now you're who you are, but was there a point in time where you just said, fuck it, I just got to be who I am. I, I honestly can, as far as I can remember back, I was just like this. I, I really, I remember getting my face slapped from my mother for saying fuck when I was 11. 
it started early, but it's, it's, it's emphasis. It's like an adjective and an exclamation point to me. It's not to be, it's like a cat. That's how I explain it. I live in Florida and my F bombs are like cat one through fives, right? So I have a cat one that's like, Hey, what the, and then I have a cat five that, and I had, can have a resting bitch face. So when the RBF comes with like a cat five, it's coming in hot. It's just, it's coming in hot, but I, I don't know where it came from, except to tell you that my mom was 15 when she got pregnant with me and she was really young. And I just remember her drilling into me, do what you got to do, say what you got to do, do what you got to do, say. And I kind of did a little bit of you because I was 25 years in corporate wellness and there was kind of that button it up, look the way you need to. But, and you and I are both skilled on knowing when we can kind of do what we need to do that dancing. But once I got off on my own and came away from my last job was in academia and a university. And that was about, that was in 2016 that I left. And I said, I'll never, ever, ever apologize one single time again, because I'm not going to be rehearsed and edited and I'm not going to do it. So, and there's so much freedom, like seriously, there's so much freedom. And honestly, Chris, you said something that really resonated with me that I learned a year ago with COVID. I got stuck in Colorado at my son's house for for like eight weeks. And I was stuck by myself for 14 days. So nobody could come in my son's house with his dog because he was down in Texas. I had never gone live ever. And I was sitting there bored off my ass. And I can't remember my first one. I think I grabbed kind of my lipstick and realized I had no lips. And I would have my lipstick and I was like, and I was just being a jerk. And I went live and I went live for 54 days in a row because that was my age. I'm 55 now. And I did it every night and I grabbed helmets. I grabbed sugar bags. I had nothing rehearsed and I had a blast and my following and my love and my be yourself exponentially blew up when I did that. And I have no idea what people are saying about me. So I love you. I'm sure that you can. Yeah. But you have to be unapologetically yourself. And that's really tough to cross over that. But I think once you do that, there's no other freedom than that. Mm. It really isn't. No, there, no, no, it's so, it's so true. It's so true. I want to recognize some people. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Larry Schneider's in the house. Darlene, thank you for always being here. Robert's in the house. Dropping, dropping brilliance as always. Um, saying welcome, Coach Peggy. Ray is in the house. Ray, what's up, brother? Good to see you, man. A loyal uh, misfit for life. I call my my guys misfits for life. Uh, Pamela Kosak says uh, happy birthday. Thank you, Pamela, for being here. Um, and uh, Robert says though I those I interact with most do get those wishes, and then sometimes more. Um, absolutely, everybody's just saying hi over here. Um, wow, fifty four is a good number. Oh, and she said, do you need collagen? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so you, so you, you need reading glasses, huh? You can call me any other day than my birthday and I might buy it or join your group. It was just the way, the backdoor way. I That's why I said on my video, stop. That's why I said on my video, if you want me to buy something, just say, hey, Peggy, are you interested in blank? Hey, don't do this whole, I was on your profile and you seem like, and then ask me, can you tell me more about what I do? Literally today I said, go to PeggyWilms.com. I've just told you 50 times what I do. I don't know how else to help. And you can tell they haven't looked at shit. It's so frustrating. You want to know, you, you want to know, you want to know my secret? I'm surprised you haven't asked me my secret. Oh, I, you have so many. Where should we start? So yeah, of course. So, so I used to get those two, not nearly as many, Jesus Christ. I think they look at me and go, he'll probably bite my head off. Uh, <laughs> I was at a clubhouse earlier and they said, man, you look like a bear. You're probably tough. And I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pussy cat. But um, no, is now like I get a lot of them on LinkedIn. Like, oh, I see you're a coach. You know, what's your automation system? What's your accounting system? We would love to give you a free demo, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know what? No, thanks. And they would come back and ask me a question. And I'm just like, okay. And I, I really do try to respond to all of them because I know mm -hmm. my wife's in sales. She's like, I never get a response. I never get a response on email yeah. or anything anymore. It's like, and you're trying to, you know, feed your family. You're trying to sell. You're trying to actually offer something that's good for people. I'm not saying it's not, it's just about your approach. So either one or two responses I'll go with, depending on 
how confident they are in their their ask i may go i may go after them a little bit with their their sense of confidence and or if their sales approach is, is wrong as i'll sit there and say you know what no thank you and if they still come back at me i'm like you know what i'd like to actually ask you a question where did you learn your sales approach and then they come back like oh is there something wrong with it i said yeah because i'm not buying i said would you be interested in learning some of the, the mechanics behind sales from from my aspect <laughs> Here, let me book a coaching call with you and then they're done it, it's really like, what I was, I, know, I loved, I love that one too. I was just looking at Darlene's and Darlene on the, the block girlfriend. I totally get you. What was so bothering this broad is the number of them. I mean, I, I was sitting there thinking one, two, 10 people pain in the ass, but I just, I mean, four or five days out, I was like, am I missing it? Like, is this the new funnel? uh magnets mm. that i didn't get sold i didn't i just anyways but or you could send them disgusting pictures back oh yeah that's, that's gonna go as a grandmother yeah <laughs> okay okay so moving on moving on um yeah. so in, in, in talking about that this being instilled in you from from birth how have you, how has this been for you as a mom and your kids perfectionism or what what part uh, uh instilling that sense of confidence to be who they are own who they are and not give a fuck about what anybody yeah. says yeah well i'll tell you what they weren't always proud of me when i was running my pie hole when they were you know racing and yelling and screaming and i mean they more they more got it just by watching of course right than me barking at them they learn mm -hmm. by the behavior but they are more um let's see christopher i would say they're kind of a represent they represent me on both ends one is really stern in his beliefs and would stand in front of a truck for his beliefs but wouldn't tell anybody until he's bucked up against it and then the other one's super emotional so i just would say they love me for me and i uh, just I, I don't know how even to answer that question except that i just dude, I'm just me. I don't know. Like it's not freaking rehearsed. You know, I don't even, it's kind of stammering because I've never really been asked how, how come I'm unapologetically myself. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, I mean, that's such an asinine question. When you think about it, it's like, we're born to be ourselves. We're born right. to be ourselves. And, and from my experience, at least we go on this journey of trying to become something that yeah. we're not to impress people yeah. who don't give a shit about us anyway, to yeah. wind up at this part of our life being comfortably miserable. Going, yeah. Oh, now I get it. Oh shit. I got 20 years left of my life. Oh, thanks God. Um, you know, and then yeah. you got to hustle to make up for lost time. That's what I, it's funny because I've always had a trouble. I always had trouble getting my niche. Like who do I serve? Is it college people? Is it guys? Is it women? Is it kids all yeah. over the place? And over the course of the last, you know, 12, 18 months of, of dropping out of the, the corporate life, um, I'm finding that people are coming to me in the corporate life and they don't want, they hear me talking about comfortably miserable. Like Chris, that's me. I go to work, I, I'm okay, da, 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 but I'm miserable. I, I would rather much be doing this. I'd rather much be myself, but there's all these, you know, quote unquote roadblocks in the way. Um, so many people are struggling with that. What would you say to somebody who's sitting right now and just struggling with that, you know, the mask syndrome, not the mask we have to wear, but that identity sy syndrome of, of breaking out and just being who they are and, and not worrying about what their family is going to say or anybody else is going to say, what advice, what steps would you walk somebody through that? It's real. I'll, I just, while you were talking, I was thinking, I want to share a story. And I know this is a sidebar, but this is what we do. You know, I had an eating disorder for 20 years and I was an under eater. I wasn't the, you know, I was anorexic, but it wasn't nervosa where I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, I'm skinny. It was, I got into bodybuilding. I was always thin, always thin. My senior year in high school is when I was diagnosed, but I got into the same type of thing that you're talking about where I had that mask, where I looked a certain way. And I was in fitness and I was coaching. And so it was really hard for me to share that, hey, I'm not doing this the healthy way, but I want you to. And um, I would say that when I was 38 years old, I then really laid it out there. And I started telling all my clients and becoming that person. And, you know, Christopher, we do this as coaches where we're able to start to learn to tell stories and we learn it's really, really important to connect stories. And I kind of got called on this a couple of years ago that said, you've got an amazing resume why don't you talk about and i'm like because that's the past someone can read it there and they're like well why don't you connect some of these stories more and it never really dawned on me there is a skill in expressing who and what you are and where you came from in those stories and so i never stood up and said i mean i work with people that are overweight and underweight all the time and i say i get you and i do a little bit but i never really shared 
the whole entire story of the mask and being in that field. And then, you know, you and I both do this where it's walk the talk or preach it. I mean, we, we have to, and you and I both know now the way we are now, it's like, if I say go out and walk and talk to your mom, I'm out walking and talking. And the best way to do it, you guys, is to go live. It sucks. It's scary. But that's the thing. Social media is where everything is going to be, whether you like it or not. That's the platform. Get over it. TVs are going away. Everything's going to be done here. And you either get used to it or you're blown, especially as a business, get over it. If I hear if I hear one more person in my family tree telling me, oh, I don't want to get on there, I'm like, hmm, then bye-bye. Because that's that's how you that's how you have to run, you know, business. So my point is, is just get in there, hurry up to fail. I always say that because the sooner we do, the sooner we grow. Do not be complacent, do not be scared. We're all learning. Um, and do it. If you're accountable and you're transparent and you're doing this stuff. Hi, I'm riding my bike. You know, here I am live and you're tripping in on the high next day. Here I am on my bike. You're going to be more accountable. You're going to have more fun. You're going to get conversations like this from real people who you can have and challenge it. That's where it's at of those relationships, but I'm rambling. So you just don't want to talk. You just want me to talk about shit. So, cause you have no voice. You've been clubhousing all day. I've got a voice. See, I just rested it for a minute. I'm good. I'm you were good. I was watching. I was watching Tony Robbins though. He's doing the Tony Robbins challenge. I'm not for. I I didn't even realize that was going on, and I heard his voice, and I was like, "Damn!" Like he's gargling marbles. I feel bad, but it's like <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I hope I don't." That doesn't happen to me. But um, no, I, I love what I love what you're saying, and the fact of of owning it. It's it's. I mean, it's 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 the path of life that we're all on. And I think that one thing that we're that we're going through right now is this massive reset in what our identity is. And I know for me, when I left corporate, um, rather suddenly, by the way, um, it, it was it was a jarring experience for me to realize how much of my identity was really wrapped up into my responsibilities and my title and, and my relationships there. How was that for you when you left corporate? Did you did you experience the same thing? Did you leave voluntarily or, or no. the identity? Um, I left voluntarily. Yes, I did leave. Let me tell you exactly what happened. And if everybody's listening, then it's going to be a good opportunity for you guys to learn. <laughs> you should have kept me. But um it, so this was, I, I work a lot. I've always worked a lot. And I, when you work for corporate America, sometimes you want to carry around a flag that says, Hey, do you notice that I just worked 117 hours this week? I'm working my ass off. And when you guys leave, uh, I'm still here. When you come in the morning, I'm still here wearing the same shirt and we get angry, right? Cause no one, it just doesn't seem like anyone notices. And it feels like we're making less than everyone. And it was so frustrating. Well, I was just felt like I was running all this freaking show. And my son, my youngest son shattered both of the bottom of his legs in a motorcycle accident. Mm. 21 years old, never knew if he was going to walk again. He was on my couch for four months. Mm. Um, we were bathing him. His whole identity had been wrapped up in motorcycles. It was gone, depressed. I mean, we're literally bathing him and I'm working from home virtually. And I kept proposing different things. And I would get calls that say, you know, why can't you get home care? We really need to offer to give me a, get me a taxi to go there so that I could quickly be back or, or some shit. Um, and that was so disheartening. And I find this is what I said to myself when I'm sitting on a couch or the, I actually said the porch swing and I'm 80 and I'm telling stories there. None of them are going to call and check on me. None of them are going to remember who I am or to say my last name. And when I'm telling stories, I need to make better stories than that to have that be my last damn story that I'm freaking telling. And that is why I left. I, I literally said, I can't do it. And we moved to Florida. I was in Denver and I said, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to work from home. I don't care if I make $18,000 a year. I'm going to freaking be happy. I don't give a shit and I'm out of here. So you know how it is. You have an idea. It has to go to HR and the board of directors and this meeting and that meeting and then this, and then they have this other thing over there. And by then, it's somebody else's idea and it's so. Yeah. I had so, no idea I was going to talk about that. <laughs> well, you said you were excited to see what I was going to ask you. That's my bullshit. That's my bullshit button. So when people give me a bunch of crap, I just hit my bullshit button. Do you have a bullshit button too? Shut the door. Laugh. You're going to laugh. Oh my God. I told you we were the same. Oh my God. I hit mine so. Shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, you're seeing it live. 
uh, brother and sister being reunited, separated at birth. Here we are. <laughs> Freaking frack. Freaking frack. Um, oh, God. It's terrible. Yeah. No, let's see what we got going on over here. Um, You've got me yeah. so off road, man. Like, nobody asked me any of this shit. I am off road today. Sorry, are guys. You? Yeah, no, this is good. Don't be sorry. This is what is the what is the name of the show? Which one? Oh, this my one. new one coming out? Or no, this, this one? one. Oh, 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 I was like raw and unscripted. I can see it right okay, there. What, what do you think you're gonna get with that? Some raw and unscripted stuff. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Jeez, Ray Ray says that is awesome. Talk absolutely. to me, Ray. Talk to me. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. so uh leaving the corporate career. Um, you get into coaching and you design all these phenomenal programs. Talk to us a little bit about the program that you designed. I was really keenly interested in the 24 point program. Um, it looks similar to mine actually. in the fact that it's not just isolated to one area of life, which I love. Talk to us a little about the, the creative, the creativity process in that and, and walk us through a little bit. Yeah, I have my little wheel. You guys are going to laugh that have these protector sheets. You remember these from back in the day? So I keep my little wheel here, but it's a 24 spoke wheel. And it's on my website and I have four quadrants, but it, the way I like to coach is with heart, spirit, mind, and body. And it's everything from whether you're it's organization, creativity, integrity, nutrition, exercise, stress, sleep, um, rituals, all of every one of those spokes. And the, the test that I do with everybody is to look at it as a wheel, as if the wheels are get, got your wellness wagon rolling along. Well, if there's a puncture, like you're running over a nail, an event in life, shit happens. You run over a nail, say for instance, in that relationship, you're not hanging out with your loved one, whatever. When you have a puncture in that wheel, wherever it is, say it's here, right here, you're gonna have a jagged, the wheel's not gonna spin as, well, first of all, as rapidly, but it's also gonna be a bumpy ride. So what I do is to sometimes when people are in A in certain areas, say they're really nailing their nutrition or their exercise, they might have to dial back a little bit, which seems weird to people. But if you're in the gym six days a week, two hours a day, you might need to dial back a little bit so we can bring that F you're getting for your relationships with your kiddos or the house is dis, you know, organized. And we try to bring that in so that the wheel rolls and you keep your wagon going. Keep your wagon going. Keep the wagon. Don't fall off the wagon unless you got some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about my birthday right now. I'm dry. I'm doing no sugar, no gluten, no wheat, no flour, no fun. No, yeah. So uh, lost six pounds, and I need to find it because my face is going to get thin, and people are going to think like, "What happened to you?" Uh, Nobody's like need collagen. <laughs> need collagen. Yeah. No. Um. So what, what, what do you, what do you feel when people are, when you're, when your clients are coming to you and you've got this wheel in front of you, what predominantly is the area of the life that you have to work on first? I'll or tell you what's really, what's really interesting is I tell people, don't keep coming back to me for the same stuff you think you've mastered. So if you've got 75% of this 100% of health and wellness figured out, why do you keep coming back with the 75? Why don't you ever come back and say, yo, could we work through the 25%? I don't get, you know, I don't seem like I can master. They'll come back and say, I would like you to tell me what to eat and to exercise. And I'm like, no, it's not what I'm about. Ain't happening. Cause that shit, we can figure out that right now. I need to know how much you're sleeping, what your stress life is like, you know, your stress. Um, but that's, that's the, the thing is about dancing around that wheel. And the thing is next week could be different. You lose your house your finance part of the wheel is going to be different. So it's it's really becoming as resilient as possible so that you're ready and you have a plan B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. And when the first one goes to shit, you're resilient enough to get back on the track or find an accountability partner. Zah. Zah. Three. I have three that call me out because I have eating issues. And when I'm, a, I love to be manic. I love to work a lot. And that's my, I say everybody has an aholic, whether it's alcohol or drugs or doesn't matter if it's gambling, whatever it is, mine's work. And I'm a workaholic and I love it and I'm manic about it. And when I get in the zone, I will forget to eat. A couple days ago, and don't give me anything like, I wish I could forget to eat. No, it's a struggle. No, God, that would be great. No, don't want to hear it. 
but it, it is tough. And um, I literally forgot to eat that day. I was sitting here, it was like three days ago, and I just had the wicked shakes. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong? And I sat here, it was like 10 o'clock at night. I went downstairs to Dana, my boyfriend, and I said, I didn't eat today. And, but, but that's, you know, that's the part of everybody has their struggles and I'm not perfect by far, but I have to dial it back. I have to go back to setting my alarms and I have three accountability partners who say, looks like you're really busy. Can we chit chat about shit that's going on? Cause it's always sleep and food for me when mm -hmm. they get up. Why is it a, why is it a repetitious pattern for you when you don't want it to be a repetitious pattern for your clients? I say, I think we all have our thing that we, you know, we fall back into that we've just got to keep checking ourselves on. I think there's just, for me, uh, my belief system is, is that we have those habits. If we don't change those habits, then we're just repeating it. I mean, who said that? <laughs> um, just a level of insanity. Wasn't it Einstein said, if we don't change anything, don't expect different results. Mm -hmm. And, but it's deep seated. I think mine was just deep seated from young on. And I just have to keep being checked. I'm way better. I'm way better, but. You want, to, you want to see something funny? Yeah, I'd love to. The woman is amazing. Female. <laughs> Damn, yes. Oh. Isn't that what they said about me when I was on your show? <laughs> it is exactly what they said. Thank you, Ray. Darlene says, I need more sleep. Well, then get it. Jesus. No, I understand. I was a total workaholic too. And then I realized that I had issues and I dealt with them. Well, I know. And it sounds like just lovely, right? You're such a piece of shit. Um. God, my shirt's like cut on my belly button ring. God damn. Um, I fixed it, everybody. Let's talk about that. What other, what other rings are? No, I'm just kidding. No, everybody, I know. No, we never did do that. But this was just back when I thought I was really cool back in the day. Um, I'll probably take it out when it starts to be like by my knees. You know, you're like 90. It's like, oh, that, you know, that earring here. The earring in your belt is really cute. <laughs> um. No, but I, you're saying something. I know you're being sarcastic, but you know, we all have that thing. Oh, yeah. Mine's you, have, you have a younger kiddo, buddy. And it's like, this is what somebody told me the other day who is working with me, who said kind of in a nice way, um, just because you work all the time doesn't mean I want to. Okay. So we had to have a conversation that was like, when I reach out to you or give you something or an email, it does not mean I want a response. I don't need a response. I operate just by getting it off my plate and doing that. But she so lovingly really said to me, your kids are up and grown. There's nobody there. Dana works from home. You guys both have businesses. You have, you're doing what you love to do, but it doesn't mean it's healthy. And it was kind of a check. Hmm. When did you stop being a kid? What age? Um, are you going to ask me about the F word? Because I'll tell you, that's going to piss no, me off. No, no listen. This you is. Told, you told me I could ask you anything. I just asked you when you stopped being a kid. This is a good question because I'm going to tell you about the other F word. The other F word that pisses me off is people always ask me, what do I do to have fun? And I get anxiety. Like, I, I know that's what you're wondering. Right? Is that what you're wondering? No, I, I froze for a second. So I didn't hear you. I froze for a second. I was like, but no, seriously, in all seriousness, I've been asked so many times, well, what do you do for fun? I can't tell you how many times. And I struggled with that. When I was once asked that question, I actually started crying. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do for fun? Because it felt so judgmental. Like, what is my fun not what everybody else's is? Like, what, what the hell? What's fun? Do I have to go to dinner and... You know, I don't want to eat out. Do I have to? And I was really offended by it. It actually was about six years ago. And then I realized for me, I love what I do and I love helping others. And I finally figured out there's three things, swimming, biking, and kayaking. And the reason those work for me is because you can't have your phone. You can't work on those three things. You can't. So I was just I figured those out and that's the only thing that gets me away. Nice. Nice. And now, the reason why I was asking you that is because since we're so similar is um, the fact that I had a therapist ask me that. So when I was, she was trying to dig into me why I was such a workaholic, she just out of the blue and she wasn't a very good therapist up until this point. And she goes, when did you stop being a kid? And I was like, mm. she was trying to, she was trying to get through. She, she felt, she felt she was talking to coach Chris. And she goes, I want to talk to the real Chris. And I'm like, this is the real Chris. This is the only Chris I know. And I was getting pissed. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? And then she asked me that question. She said, she goes, when did you stop being a kid? And I went, hmm. 
I said, realistically, seven or eight kind of I was a latchkey kid, you know, responsibilities got beat more when I didn't. Yeah, I'd say about seven or eight. And she goes, and we started talking about that. So I'm glad you brought it up. She goes, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, um, my work is my fun. And she goes, okay. And then we talked about validation. We talked about all this other stuff. But what was interesting out of that was not that I wasn't having fun like everybody else stereotyped it or categorized it. What it was, this is the deep part because I always go to the root. For me personally, it was the fact that I felt guilty for not working because yeah. I've always had to work to get the validation to prove that I was worth something. And so yep. it, there's, and it's still there. It's still yep. there. So you talk about your, 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 your reoccurring thing. It's like, okay, I'm sitting here staring at a, at a PlayStation. I've got all this stuff. I've got guitars everywhere, but I love what I do. But at the mm -hmm. same time that we need to have like your wheel, we, we, we all have to acknowledge that and go have our balance. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because mm -hmm. so many people are on that wheel. They're like, Oh, I have to be working and serving and doing and da, 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 da. And everybody goes to the grave the same way. You, the guy that either was enjoying the day and not, not stressing out about that, or the guy that was working his, his hands and fingers to the bone, but uh, no, yeah. you, you bring up a really good point and um, you stir up a lot of stuff because when I think that I have always been responsible, type a firstborn, and, and I just did the tick, paid for my report cards, did it again. I'm saying, I'm not saying that I don't want my parents, everybody getting pissed off, but wherever it came from, there was some sort of validation that I was doing it correctly. You're working hard. You're a serious child. You are doing the right thing. You're going to go far. If you just work to the bone, just bloody knuckle it, you're going to do. So somewhere along the way, I felt like that's what I needed to do to get wherever. And often I still feel like I'm asked all the time, right? Where you ever stop chasing? What are you chasing? And, and that's a really valid question because every time I get somewhere and I feel like I'm doing a good job and I'm like, yeah, this is it. And then you wait for that, the, and it's so probably the fun thing. I mean, that's I'm, probably, I was younger than you, buddy. Seriously. Mm -hmm. I can be funny. I can make people laugh and enjoy being funny, but to literally go, Oh my God, that was so much fun. <laughs> that stresses me out. Ah, see, see ladies and gentlemen, we have the answers. We're coaches, but we're also human. That's what I love about you. Peggy Williams. Wilms is the fact that you are a real person. You're authentic. You're not like some of these yahoos in the personal de development space. Space are like, look at me in my rich jet and look at me in my house in here and da 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 da. And I have personally come to know or know of those people, and they're miserable. It's like I have learned definitely, especially yeah. with Clubhouse, just being in there for the last couple of weeks. These billionaires, and you can go to their profile and you can see they're not fucking around. They're billionaires. Like you know what? It's always been about the chase. It's always been about the pursuit. Once I had the money, I could sit there and sit on my ass all day and watch sports and go drive Maseratis till I'm blue in the face. He goes, it was about the grind. It was about the hustle. That's why so many people, when they retire, they go, oh, wait, you know, my mission, my purpose in life is to continue to, to grow and to become stronger and to, and to contribute more. And that's what you're about. That's what we're about. We are constantly working yeah. to refine ourselves, to heal ourselves, to grow ourselves. And by which, what's the first thing you do when you learn something? You teach somebody else to do it. That is like, you just nailed it because I am not about needing a Bentley. I am super, super simplistic. I am not. I mean, seriously, I've left many relationships with just the clothes on my back. Um, because who wants the same bed to sleep in anyway, you know? Um, but I'm just saying, that was a little too much. I love you all my exes who are watching. But what I wanted to say is it's what it's the grind. I love the grind. And I didn't really I've not really thought about it the way that you just said that is it the billions come for me when I envision the money, I envision it being able to grind more and help more that in order to keep the team so that you really that's my high. That's my drug is just when somebody says to me, Chris, man, that, that kind of made sense. Or back when I was listening to you five years ago and you're like, you were even listening? Like, what? You know, because you don't know. And that's the other thing I would say to you guys who are listening to Christopher right now. I want you to promise to me, stack of Bibles that, and you're obviously doing a great job, but I am begging people, if they listen or they're watching, 
just sometimes a thumbs up that says, hey, I'm here, can keep people like us who are working really hard going. And it, it's just fantastic to know that you like something that we're doing or saying. It can get our, because we go through some tough days, dude. I mean, we go through some days. I think a month ago or so when I reached out to you, I asked you something like, it was about my website. It was my landing page, I think, to get my new show coming up. And I reached out to you and I said, dude, do you know anybody that does this, this, and this? It was a Wednesday, I remember. And I was just sitting in the recliner going, man, I don't know if I can do this shit anymore. I was so exhausted. And you feel so alone in the way, right? And I was mm -hmm. just like, I just, and I sat there going, am I going to end up working for somebody again? Because this, I, I'm exhausted. And that last, I was like a fuck no, three minutes late. Seconds later, <laughs> but yeah, I was exhausted, and so, but I come, you come back. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That was going to be one of my questions to you. Is is I'm all about being unstoppable, and I know you are too. And one of the questions I've been asking my guests lately is like, really, what is what is becoming unstoppable? What does unstoppable mean to you? And the second part of that question is, what is your best? How do you define what your best is? Because so many people are saying, well, Chris, I'm doing the best I can. And I immediately check them on that. I'm like, what is your best? How do you measure that? How do you measure mm -hmm. what your best was last week and your best is this week? If you said you did your best last week to work out and you said you did your best this week to work out, there's something fucking wrong. Your best exactly. is not your best. And you're using it as an excuse because think about it when, and going back to our childhood, what are we told? Oh, you know, Hey, Chris, did you, did you do your best on this paper? Well, yeah. Well, try to do better next time. Exactly. We never exactly. clarify what best is and we never clarify what better is. We go into it thinking, oh, I got out of that this time. I hope, wish and pray that I do better on the next one. And we don't. And we get the same result and we get penalized for it. And, you know, that's what that's what mm -hmm. screws us up. Yeah, I was just telling somebody the other day, I said, you never hear at a T-ball game, a parent just going, have fun, honey. You know, you never hear them say, you know, just. It, it, exactly. It's always like that dad that's like, you know, you can do better. And what are you doing? And why did, but most of the time, if the parents, I, I will, I will say most of the time, if we would preface it just with, I want you to have it easier than I did or more than I did. And that's why I push you. It's the way it's presented. I've always told my kids that you have two things you can control your attitude and your presentation style, period, exclamation point. You make sure that your presentation style, when somebody, I used to say to my youngest, Tanner, I said, look at the difference in this. When I go into your room and it's a shit show and I come in and I'm like, what are you doing? And pick up your room and what's going on versus, but what's going on? Come on, man, pick this up. There's a difference. And I'm saying the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what we need to change. Even in the world today is our presentation style and our attitude and how we deal with everything. I don't care if you have a house or not a house, freaking clean up your attitude. You got something. You got, we all have something. We all have each other. We have each other, Darlene and Robert, Darlene and Robert. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you're awesome. Peggy, thanks for your time. Enjoy it, stay unstoppable. Um, you're always growing, absolutely, absolutely. Robert says, uh, presentation is a game changer or a deal breaker. Um, and of course, Angel, my angel here says, uh, yes. And Darlene says, wow. Yes. And wow. Um, you know what I think I, I mentioned a book earlier and I'm interested to hear this. What is the one book that really changed it for you? Was there one that just kind of like, <laughs> you're not going to want to hear this. <laughs> You're not going to want to hear this. Well, it's not that you're not going to want to hear it. It's not that you're going to want to I'm going to be, I'm gonna, we're going to go in a different I, direction. You know what, guys? I've never read it. Swear to God. Swear. It's amazing. Never. I have all four volumes. I, I think you should. I think you should have coloring books. That would be fantastic. Um, Give her a buzz. I The book that I use over and over and over and over again. Oh, my God. Yes. You know what? I have... I have a swearing color book over there and it starts with the F word. I swear to you, I have it. It's probably right over there. No, the book that I use the absolute most is Dr. Bruce's The Power of When, or The Power of When, yes. And it's all about oh, sleep cycles. So it's The Power of When. Um, it's right here. Hold on. I'll be right back, Batman. Seriously, I want to show you. Power you. of When. Ooh, I haven't even heard of that one. The Power of When. Right here. And I'll tell you why. 
So he is a PhD. He is a sleep physician, a sleep doctor. He's done multiple, multiple tests. I test my clients on this. I've been doing this for five years. And it is, he puts you into four categories, whether you're a bear, a dolphin, a wolf, or a lion. And it's based off your biorhythms, your cortisol, you know, your melatonin. And it takes off so much stress, for instance, quickly. I am a lion. I love to get up. I love to do my thing. Have three cups of coffee before Dana will even get out of bed. For the first two years of dating, I'm like, don't know what this is going on, but I'm amazing. And this morning thing needs to go. I don't know this attitude thing, but he's not a morning person. He'll stay up all night and do when you do this and you do it with your clients. For me, if you guys are listening that are life or health and wellness coaches, here's a quick example. A bear needs to work out in the morning and not at two in the afternoon when they want to take a nap and the way that they're cyclists. So that is the book I use changed my client base, changed my relationships. I had my whole family take it. Um, and I make them do love languages. So I'm sure you didn't want to hear that. So anyways. No, love languages is good too. The five, the book, the five love languages. It's brilliant. But I spin it back on yourself. So instead of just totally talking about how to love somebody else, I spin it back here. So if it's words of affirmation or gifts or whatever, how could you love with your own language back to you instead of holding everybody else responsible for doing that. So if your words of affirmation, why make, why be upset with me? Because you want me to tell you how amazing and how awesome and whatever you are, we need to build you make some responsibility to telling yourself how amazing you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm a night owl. See your wolf. Yeah. No, it's funny when you mentioned that I have to go back and somebody gave me a different book, but it talked about, I was biohacking sleep for a long time. I learned about polyphasic sleep and all these different sleep patterns because I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I get more time in my day? Because people will sit there and say, I don't have enough time in my day. You know, I need my eight. I'm like, ah, yeah, no, you don't. No, you don't. So I love that that's your book recommendation. Definitely. Well, and the cool um, thing, I'll just say one more thing. It, it literally talks about every single thing, exercise, nutrition, when you should take your medications, when you should eat certain foods, carbs, whatever. And I, I can tell you 100%, it absolutely works. It 100% when you figure out what you are, why would we not want to do the tough things at our best time of day? Why would we not want to do that? I, so. I wholeheartedly agree. Actually, I, it's so funny because this is, um, this is a question for you. I am a night owl and I'm trying hard to turn into a morning bird. This, I, I can relate to this uh, in a different way. What is, what are your thoughts on that? Good I luck know. trying to change that. Not probably going to happen. No, but with a night owl, Darlene, does she work outside of the home? Does she have to go to corporate? Does she let me know, Darlene? That would be helpful. Yeah, for me, it's funny because when I was in corporate, in order to get everything done, I started having to stack things on the front end. So I didn't have any more time on the back end, literally, because I was going to sleep 11 to 12 o'clock at night. So I was like, okay, I just started getting up earlier and earlier and earlier. And so what's funny is I've been out of corporate now for well over a year and I'm still like, oh, I'll go to bed at 9 30, 10 o'clock. And I, my cycle had gotten messed up to where I was tired, but I'm like, man, and I was thinking back, you know, cause we always got to go back to when we were most successful, when we were in the flow, you know, yeah. success leaves clues. And I'm like, when was I, when did I used to really like, cause I used to write like crazy. I used to write all the time. And I'm like, when did I used to write? Oh, like fucking like 11 o'clock at night or one o'clock in the morning. And so it dawned on me, I'm like, okay, I don't have to wake up early anymore. So now I've been shifting my schedule back and it's been amazing to like being, everybody's going to sleep. The wife's downstairs watching. You're a wolf. You're a wolf. And I'm like, yep. oh yeah, okay. Yep. Play a little music on and I'm just like yep. in the zone for a couple hours and it's yep. good. You and Darlene are probably a wolf. And that being said that you got to, you have to honor that go to bed 12, 31 o'clock, sleep in a little bit. And you know, caffeine is not going to make a difference to you till one o'clock in the afternoon, no matter how much you drink it, it is not going to matter. So start drinking it then. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, you know what I wanted to share? Cause I want to see what you're having an experience going on. So I was telling you a little bit earlier that I'm noticing some stuff being bubbling up with my male clients. Oh, yeah, and yes, I yes, yes. want to share that because I think it's really a value and I'm actually going to share it on a bigger platform. So I have two 18 year olds, a 19 year old and a 23 year old right now. So they are, I love that. It's really, it's, I love all age groups, but right now that age group, 
they're struggling guys so if you think it is tough for a guy anyway try it in that age group where one of them couldn't get his license he delayed his license but he's 18 and can't he's on a waiting list because of covid one couldn't graduate from college because it was covid they can't date hang out in the gym hit high five with their buddies that testosterone i'm just going to say it like it is obviously males have more testosterone metabolic system though but men need to get out and burn that off and do something and the depression dealing with the emotional side of the wheel and it's like me seriously it's like me talking to them and like oh my god oh my god i can't believe you you understand this and this is just like it's because they're not going to get on facetime and go hi you know my name is charlie and i'm really struggling could we get to know each other it's it you know it'd be like you being 18 and it's it's tough man and so i just wanted to say if anybody is exposed i know girls you know like i've been telling them chris Duffer, women are used to giving their girlfriends a buzz and just bullshitting with them and getting that out guys don't typically do that and when they're stuck in the house and they can't go have a beer and they can't go punch a bag at the gym and I just wanted to say they're struggling. That sounds like major, major suckage. It is kind of suckage. <laughs> but, it's real, but it's real life. I mean, and I, and I, and I thank you for bringing that up because, you know, there are so many people struggling out there and just to hear that, that word of advice or that word of encouragement, you know, yeah. I mean, the sooner, the sooner we heal, the sooner we accept responsibility for the fact of the situation that we're in, the sooner we ask for outside assistance, it doesn't, it's not a sign of weakness. If anything yeah. else, Obviously, anybody who's gone through it, it's a sign of strength to be able to say, listen, I'm at my weakest, most vulnerable moment right now, and right. I need someone. I need somebody to pour into me. And I've heard that on Clubhouse. It's been absolutely – one lady says, you know, uh, before I before I came on Clubhouse yesterday, I was going to give up on my business. And she right. goes, and I've been in these rooms and listened to these people, and they're just dropping they're just dropping all that stuff. So don't ever, ever give up on yourself. Don't ever have those those type of situations. And we're going to get through this. And, and, and I believe, Peggy, out of the situation that – 40, 50 years down the road in the history books that they're going to look back on 2020 and 2021 and whatever, how many years it takes us to get the shit straight. And they're going to look back and say, man, those guys went through hell to make the world a better place for the rest of us. And that's, that's my whole entire goal. I know that's your whole entire goal with what you do and what you bring. We've been going for 57 minutes. I want to respect your time because I know you're on the East coast, but I want to openly invite you back to the Ron Unscripted show because I literally could talk to you for 10 hours and I'm sure people are going to be loving this and appreciating this. Um, are you, did you go on mute again or something? No, or I'm just, right here. I'm just, no, I'm just in awe of your, just, you know, you're speaking your existence. Um, one thing that I would say too, just one more thing about other people out there. It is so amazing that one of these parents reached out and I think about you with your son, one of these parents reached out. And if a parent has a child that you do not think it is of value to get them a coach, you are so wrong because as a coach to be able to help these children find a, a wife that's going to treat them well and to treat their children well and me not to have to peel back the onion for 30 years to go, why the hell are you eating Twinkies in the corner mm -hmm. and be able to just create. If you guys have kids out there, the best investment you could ever do is to find a good coach. And I don't care if you have to go through 30 of them to get it. That's the best investment you could put in your kids. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 So where can people get a hold of you? I know that uh, we've got uh, PeggyWilms.com, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Yes. Find, me there, find me on Facebook, um, wherever it's. Yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're prolific. I mean, you just got to go coach Peggy Williams. TikTok. You, TikTok. Yeah. You'll see old college videos of you raising hell. Oh, I don't have a record that I know of. Yeah. Um, you don't know where but. to search where I search. I did ask Alexa how tall I was, and she did say the correct height. And she's probably going to say it right now because I just, yeah. I asked her how tall Peggy Wilms was, and she said five foot seven. Don't ask me. She did according to my records. <laughs> hey, Echo, how tall is Christopher Rausch? Echo, how tall is Christopher Rausch? Fuck off. <laughs> listen. I swear to God, I could be right here from, from her and won't hear me. I could come up the stairs and say, say it to the one in my bedroom. And this fucker hears it. I'm no, like, 
okay, listen to mine because this bitch has this under control. Alexa, how tall is Peggy Wilms? Peggy Lipton's height is five feet and eight. Peggy is not Peggy. Fuck off. <laughs> Alexa, how tall is Peggy Wilms? Peggy Lipton's height is. Okay, apparently Peggy Lipton is now living here. Oh my God. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, this has been great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we know where to get a hold of you, my dear. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. So you got the open invitation. We're going to have you back on here. Maybe we'll just have you on, back on here as like a featured guest every once in a while. We'll just come here and we'll just pick something that's going on and just riff on it and have a good time. But thank you, thank you, thank you for spending your time with us. I know it's late over there. I'm going to stick you backstage for a second. Don't go anywhere. You know the drill. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So yeah, connect with her, connect with her, connect with her. And I'm going to close out the show and say something brilliant, I hope. <laughs> All right. There you go. One hour and 25 seconds. I always want to honor your guys' time. I could sit here and talk to Peggy for easily another couple of hours. Uh, but I know you guys got things to do. And, I, and once again, I can't thank you all each very much for being here. Angel, Darlene, Robert. Um, as you know, I'm going to go back and look through these comments. So thank you again um, for spending your time with us. And please connect with Coach Peggy. Obviously, she's a, she's a dynamo. She's a real authentic person who has a heart of gold that wants to see you happy and successful and balanced and, and living a life that you want to live. You know, that's the funny thing is people sit there and look at, you know, sometimes in the coaching space or whatever space to sit there and say, wow, you would have another coach on and, and promote that other coach. Why wouldn't you promote you? Because listen, this is the thing. And like she said, if you have to go through 30 coaches to get to somebody, keep going keep going. I mean, you think about the exponential growth that you would get if you got a fitness trainer, right? Oh, I know I need to do this, but I just don't want to spend $200 a month, you know, to have a fitness trainer. Well, keep doing what you're doing for another fucking 14 years and wind up diabetic and pissed off when your feet are getting amputated. Oh, you, oh I got to go spend that money for a fucking boot right now. Oh, I got to spend that money now for a, for a handicap placard, but I wouldn't spend that money to go get myself in shape back when I could have really enjoyed life. Come on guys. Don't be stupid. So many people are stupid right now. And I'm just being honest with you guys. I get so many people coming to me like, oh, Chris, you know, I've been doing this and 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 da, 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 and it's just not working. I'm like, well, so what are you going to do tomorrow? Well, I don't know. I'm like, how about do something different, anything different, anything, right? If you're not seeing the results that you want to achieve, then change the actions that you're taking. And for, for Darlene, I will say this. Sometimes there is situations where you have to become a morning person. And for me, as challenging as it was, I just made it a game. I just made it a game because of what I do and who I am that today, if I still had to do it, I would set the example for my son. Like, this is what we do, son. You know, things aren't always going to be in perfect situations. So now daddy gets up at three o'clock in the morning, drives for an hour, goes to the gym, takes a shower and starts his day because he's, he's, he's very committed to making sure his health is more important than everything else. Because if you don't do it in the beginning of the day, chances are you're not going to do it at the end of the day. I know I'm like that. You know, so sometimes we have to make adjustments and it's all about our perspective and our why and what we want to do it. Obviously, you know that Peggy and I are very passionate. We know our why. We know what's going on. We know that when our time is up, that literally we're going to be like, fuck yeah, I'm still doing it. Ah, good. You know, we're going to go out helping somebody. I'm, I could see myself and I could see myself with a hospice nurse and she's like, okay, Chris, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, yeah, um, make sure you take care of yourself. Okay. Make sure you're hydrating and make sure you get enough sleep. All right. Are you drinking orange juice every, you know, we're, we're going to be pouring into other people. Um, and that's the way to go. That's the way to live. That's not the way to exist. So many people are existing and they're playing the someday game someday when this happens someday and we all do it. But the point is you have to call yourself on it because guess what's going to happen. Time is going to fly by and you're going to go, Oh shit. And you're going to talk about these things that I talk about all the time. Regrets. So that's what I do every single week here on the Ron Unscripted Show and the Unfiltered Experience, which is coming up Friday, by the way. If you're still watching this, please make sure you watch the Unfiltered Experience this Friday at 5 p.m. It's a special two-hour show with myself and Scott Goyette. We have Jimmy Dennis that is going to be coming on the show. Uh, in a nutshell, Jimmy spent 20, over 25 years on death row. Um, he's re, he was released. He was wrongly accused, wrongly convicted, and he's going to come on the show and share what that experience was like and what he learned from it. So it's going to be super impactful. But again, when you know your why, you figure out what your how is, you know, you figure out what you need to eliminate from your life. That's not working for you. You need to eliminate the, the things that you think you're supposed to do that you don't have to do. And here till the end, I just gave this exercise to one of my coaching clients, two of my coaching clients, you know, take a list of pay, take a piece of paper out and just write down everything you're tolerating. Right. And, and think about it. Think about what you tolerate for your, from yourself, what you tolerate from others and what you tolerate maybe from your business. And just think about that and write it out. And when you think you're done, 
give it a couple of days and go back and think about it some more because my coach did that for me a couple of years ago and the magic in realizing writing down, like we think oh, I tolerate that and I put up with that and da, da, da. But when you put it down on paper, you immediately look at yourself and you, you hopefully say, fuck, I'm stupid. What am I tolerating all that shit for? Why? Validation, approval, acceptance, money, blah, blah. What if you, what if you eliminate one third of those, those, those tolerations, what happens? Your stress goes down. Your confidence goes up. Your belief about what's possible goes up. It all changes. The trajectory of your life changes when you stop tolerating shit that's not working for you. People sit there and say, I'm so busy and I, have, I don't have any time and blah, blah. It takes me less than five minutes of talking to them about their schedule and what they're doing to realize it's not that they don't have time. It's that they don't believe in themselves, that they don't, that they don't actually really want to follow through on their plan because A, if they quote unquote fail, then they're going to be embarrassed. But ladies and gentlemen, if you fall down 27 times, you get up 28. That's what being unstoppable is. So as always, I love you guys. Make sure you're, uh, you're here every, every Tuesday, checking us out. And, uh, and one last little plug, I'm now on the board of helphealhumanity.org. So please go to helphealhumanity.org. We're asking for uh, sponsorships for our kids. Um, they're desperately in need right now. So you can actually make a difference right here and right now. Um, you can go to that. I think I have the uh, the website just in case you need to see it. Helphealhumanity.org. You're going to be hearing more from me on that. I'm on the board of directors now. And we're very passionate about healing humanity here in the United States, as well as in um, uh, Cambodia, in, in, um, in Haiti, um, all over around the world. So we're all committed to that and we can all be a part of that solution. So I love you guys. And thanks again to coach Peggy, who's going to be back on here again. You guys stay kick-ass. You guys stay classy. And I love